0: Welcome back to Hold Up, a podcast where we watch the most beloved anime show of trans women and lesbians all across the globe. Uh, my name is Grace and my co-host is Hudson. Hey, how's it going? Good. How's your week been? I know it uh, was a fraught <laughs> week uh, down there this past week.
1: Yeah, you know, it's. I feel like it's better to be in this place of not knowing than to be uh, knowing at this moment. Um, it almost kind of feels like 2020 has been like, uh, you know, Big bro- if you've ever watched Big Brother, uh, the last season of Big Brother was like very exciting in the beginning and then terrible for most of the season and then got really exciting in the end. And it kind of feel like we're in a similar situation uh, where we're having a very exciting um, finale to 2020.
0: Yeah, this comes out on Sunday. I hope that when people are listening to this, there is a decision that has been <laughs> made. There's some, uh, f- you know, it's been decided, but we'll see. Um. Very excited. We have our first ever guest on Hold Up. Um. It's the wonderful Amon Adwin. Amon, how are you doing?
2: Oh wow! I didn't realize that was the first guest. Oh my goodness! That's so much pressure. <laughs> no,
0: it's less. No, it's not pressure. There's no pressure on this podcast at all.
2: <laughs> I'm good. Um, uh, I thought that this uh was such an interesting idea for a show when you reached out to me. I was like, oh wow, that's that's really cool. So I'm I'm really excited to be here. Um. I I don't think I've ever really spoken at length about sailor moon before so this is actually new territory for me as well uh i get to finally like geek out over this show to a bunch of people so hopefully um some listeners here are also fans of the show and i uh make you feel seen and make you feel heard we're not alone
0: well well, that's good i mean you haven't talked about it at length i think that goes the same for both hudson and i but probably for very different (laughs) reasons so we're talking today about sailor Moon particularly episode 92 which is i think the third episode in the third season they don't really they do numbering a little bit differently yeah, it's um, weird. i think i watched the wrong episode and then watched the right one um, today although they were in they were kind of in you know i got some foreshadowing of the characters i think that you most wanted to talk about we're talking about sailor moon and particularly the first appearance of sailor uranus and sailor neptune very interesting episode um why was this something we we wanted our guests to pick stuff that resonated with them um and the idea of hold up right is to see if it holds up years later so why was this something that um you picked him on
2: uh sailor moon definitely was like i mean you people go through their childhood and talk about all sorts of awakenings right like a sexual awakening or just a spiritual awakening or something that happens within your life as a child where you begin to become aware of some other uh, layer of what it means to be human. And I think for Sailor Moon, I was instantly attracted to the show um, because of the whole... Well, there's, there's the whole superhero aspect, right, which every kid loves. but Every kid dreams of being a superhero at some point. But then, on top of that, is this very, very signature genre that Sailor Moon and a bunch of other anime uh, fall under and it's the magical girl um, genre. So you have a girl; she has some sort of like magical lipstick, or 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 makeup compact, or something you know ordinary that transforms her into some beautiful uh, superhero for justice. And there are a ton of transformation sequences in this show. Also, it's a very formulaic show, um, and it was something that I just gravitated towards because I just never really seen superhero sort of like. Um, come to be in existence in this particular fashion and so I feel like this is probably one of the first shows where I began to like recognize that there was something queer about me because typically other guys were not watching the show at my age like I don't think I don't (laughs) think I knew any guys that watched the show at my age uh, particularly black guys at this age so it was like I was like okay so this is definitely something that I feel like I have to hide and um ultimately that manifested itself in uh to me actually being a gay man and so i felt like this show was probably like the gateway into that and so like knowing that there was like a piece of like art f- specifically for me but also something that i have to be protective over because i wasn't sure if i could tell everybody about it which is ultimately the reason why i feel like i'm <laughs> talking about silly moon at length for the first time as a 26 year old so yeah this show is um it's uh it's it's been a big big part of my life it's informed the way that i view storytelling in a lot of different ways and uh i uh i'm just i'm just a big 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 fan so
1: how did you first find the show like was it like cartoon network or did you get dvds uh
2: yeah tsunami (laughs) yep so it was it came on Toonami, um which for those of you that don't know it was like this specific segment of um uh, like time slot on Cartoon Network, like I think it was like later in the day, like maybe on weekends or whatever, I forget the schedule, but they would only show anime shows, like no, no, no more Cartoon Network, no more like Hanna-Barbera, no more Johnny Brava, no more Powerpuff Girls, it would strictly be your Inuyashas, your Sailor Moons, your, uh, your, uh, uh, Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemists, and so it would come on from time to time, and it would always seem to come on, at a time where I needed to be doing something else. So it was very, very rare that I ever actually got to watch Sailor Moon, like, all the way through. And so my mom would always call me down for dinner. Or she would always say, Amon, you need to do this and that. And I'm like, oh, no, I haven't seen this episode before. She's like, Amon, you've seen this before. I'm like, no, Mom, I've actually never seen this because you always call me away from mm-hmm. it. And so I realized that the schedule scheduling for Sailor Moon, as I got a little older, it typically began to air a lot on Saturdays. And on Saturdays, I would go to my grandmother's house. Um every every night and stay there. And so, like, once I got to, like, be away from my mom, I actually got to fully enjoy Sailor Moon in its entirety. And then eventually I asked my grandmother to, like, buy me a bunch of VHSs, So we would go to, like, um, these anime shops and stuff like that and comic book stores that would have Sailor Moon on VHS. And I think back in my childhood home in Pittsburgh, I had, I think, ten separate... I think I had the entire first season on VHS, as well as all three... Uh, feature films on vhs back there so like i i delved y'all like i lost (laughs) my mind like i the minute i got my hand on this on this vhs i was just like i could not stop watching them they're probably like abused to this point like I, i just love the show so much
0: It's so funny, though, how, like, we we talk, I mean, this podcast is mostly talking about, like, queer media and how it holds up. But I think the interesting thing is, like, also, like, stuff that we have nostalgia for as kids. Like, how did we watch this thing? So, like, I recently Mm -hmm. was on a podcast. We're talking about The Simpsons. And it's, like, I never really watched The Simpsons, like, in order. It was just, like, whatever was sort of on in syndication, right? Like, the reruns Mm -hmm. of the episodes. And if you missed an episode, you were waiting for, like, the whole cycle of the shows to, like, come back. If you missed it, you had no way. Unless you're like trying to like yeah track down the VHS or the you know eventually the DVDs of stuff, but um, yeah it's interesting and and this is a very like I you know I watched I watched an episode the first episode of season three realized that was not the one we were going to be talking about and went to uh, episode ninety two and there is foreshadow or like foreshadowing and there's like you know a story that like is tracking from episode to episode so it's it would be interesting to like you know when you watched it back then. Do, mm-hmm. Did you do you pick up all that story stuff or is it just kind of like, oh, I guess this is happening and we'll, you know, I never really get follow up <laughs> on what's happening.
2: Wait, 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 rephrase that question. I'm sorry.
0: Like, like when you're watching, when you just are watching out of order, like out uh-huh. of syndication, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you might not really totally get the whole plot of like what's happening yeah. over the overarching plot of a season. Right.
2: Yeah. 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 So that, that actually was like a big part of my viewing experience for Sailor Moon because, yeah, uh, when I would come on Tsunami, you know. Whatever the schedule was, I would always just pop in whenever they were running the show. And so I got, you know, I I obviously fell in love with it because of what I'd seen on the show, but I never really got the full structure. And so when my grandmother and God bless her heart, because I was just I was going in the store seeing Sailor Moon and be like, I want that one. And God blessed her to like actually ask the people that were running the store, being like, okay, so which I can is this an order? <laughs> yeah. Because eventually, as I got a little older, I was like, oh my God, Grandma, like you have these like these are like in sequential order, and I didn't realize it because um and I guess we'll get into the story a little bit here. The Sailor Scouts are awakened like one by one. Like Sailor Moon obviously is the first one that gets reawakened, right. um and then the rest of them throughout the, the duration of the show will join the team. And so when she um I had only been in I only uh been exposed to um the episodes that had like pretty much the entire roster of sailor scouts available at disposal and so when i got the first set of dvds at first i was kind of like upset because i was like why is it just Sailor Moon by herself and then i realized right. this is how the story goes i'm on like you have to watch it in order so yeah that was definitely a big part of my uh... Yeah, I,
1: I remember, like, uh, Cartoon Network was, like, notoriously bad at, like, or they were very, they censored a lot, like, in terms of their an- the anime selections, because I watched um, Yu Yu Hakusho, which was pretty violent, and they wouldn't show specific episodes, and it would get mm-hmm. to this point where, you, like, there was this huge fight about to happen, and then they would just go right back to the first episode, the next mm-hmm next time you you watched and i can like i was in with
2: dragon Googling ball Z. Around. that shit would be so yeah. violent and there would just be like entire like sequences like missing because it was just so violent for us well
0: we should talk about censorship because wasn't when we talked about this is something you were interested in talking about you were talking about how was was it that this show was one of the first sort of uh japanese shows that got brought over and dubbed and typically mm-hmm. the dubbing would like they would either remove just whole like queer characters um yeah. or dub it in a way that you know they weren't you know there was no queerness at all
2: yeah so the 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 more like the older that i got and the more exposed to the to the manga um because i uh i actually as i it was like throughout like my elementary school into middle school years it was strictly the anime and then as i got a little older and more into reading i actually went and purchased many of the manga and that's when i realized oh my god this show is gay as hell like there are at least Five different queer characters and maybe th- two or three different couples, um, both lesbian and gay that exist within the manga that have been completely uh, censored out of the anime version. I think one of the primary um, antagonists in the very first season is said to be a girl and they have a girl you know dubbing her voice in the english version but no that's a guy and he's clearly like in love with another one of the antagonists and they're clearly a couple and i did not notice that until i read the manga and i was like oh my god like this is insane um so, so they yeah.
0: swap they swap the gender so that their relation like the person their relationship would be a straight relationship so. yep
2: they would swap it the, wow. they, they swap genders or they would they wouldn't like necessarily shy away from some gay characters. Like you could obviously tell that some of them were like flamboyant gay men, but they would never like show any sort of like, you know, romantic inclination. It would always be like, oh, that's just a, that's just a flamboyant man. You know what I mean? So there was a lot of like working around and subjugating and navigating to make it as moral as possible for an American young audience to the point where, some of the episodes couldn't even be dubbed because it was just at that point, it was like there's, there's no hiding it. Like you either just get rid of the episode entirely and then sacrifice bits and pieces of the story or you just say, I'm not doing it at all. And so that's what they ended up doing for the last season is Sailor Moon Stars never really got the proper dub until like 2017 or 18. So, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, they uh, they were scrubbing us out, man.
1: <laughs> so dubber subs.
2: Okay, so it's really, really hard because I, I have such an emotional and uh, sentimental and nostalgic attachment to the original voice actors for the, the English dub. Um, but I've been taking Japanese for a very long time. I started taking Japanese in sixth grade, did it all the way up until the graduation of high school. I even took a few classes while I was in uh, college. And so I've always tried to challenge myself that whenever I'm watching anime watch it in Japanese and if I'm feeling so inclined and I'm feeling spicy, even watch it without the subtitles. So I've gone wow. back and I've watched the entire, um, almost the entire series uh, in Japanese. But there are some times where I'm like, no, nah, man, like this episode just is not it's not hitting my emotional <laughs> core correctly because I really miss some of those voice actors because anime is such an expressive like type of, uh, you know, drawing that there is so much like uh, expressive expressiveness in the original voice acting that I miss and so much humor that gets dropped. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, sometimes I have to go back and listen to the English dub. So I kind of flip flop in between. It depends on my mood.
1: Fair enough. I, you know, we can just blame like Cartoon Network and what other ever syndicated um, channels. Cause I remember Moon be- being on like the WB when I was a kid. Um, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a couple years older than you, Amon, uh, so <laughs> I think pre-Cartoon Network Tumami, and it was, it was dubbed then, too, so we can just blame dubs and dub culture on, you know, mainstream American media,
2: trying to Americanize Japanese art. Definitely. I mean, you can always blame America for a lot of things, so... Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so this was a pretty fun—I mean, the episode, it was really interesting. This was my first time. I have never seen a full episode of Sailor Moon. Oh, wow. Um, so this was my first time, you know, sort of diving into it. Um, I think for me, I've, I don't know if I said it, it wasn't my cup of tea. It's not something I'm like, okay, I got to watch the rest of this. But I think it really—it makes sense to me why— like uh trans women in particular really like had an attachment to the show and you talked about before there's so many like transformation sequences mm-hmm. so for me that's like that was the biggest thing i was noticing of like yeah yeah it was like she's kind of this like shy little or like this awkward bumbling little girl and then she gets to transform into sailor moon and to me that would be so, like you know i could see why you know when i was in a you know in my egg as it were why that would have been really appealing mm-hmm. um to to watch and to gravitate and connect to, um, so I, I get it from that sense completely. Um, why it was why it would resonate so much? Yeah, yeah that's,
2: that's not even something that I even really thought about in regards to trans people. Like, you, like you literally, yeah, like, like you described it perfectly. There are you literally get to watch them transform before your very eyes, and I think that that is something that. Uh, it resonated with me just being able cuz that I, I just like the art of it all and i liked like the, the drama of it all and all of that and just how like just how absurd it actually is like if these yeah. girls are taking like 30 seconds to transform like what's to stop the monster from like just like <laughs> yeah kicking them in the face but um it's just it's it was it's one of my favorite parts of each episode i you always know it's coming cuz like i said before the episodes are very formulaic it happens every every episode and uh you know, sometimes you don't get to see all of the scouts transform. You know, I don't even think that we got to see uh the two of them transform yet. So it's um it's yeah. it's really, really cool to um to see that. And I then I
0: think now. also like the costumey and and it being pretty like I guess high femme or whatever like that, I think for a lot of trans women as well, there's like this tendency sometimes they, people will joke about like you know you're kind of because you you go through this like puberty of transformation so you get attracted to all the things that like you didn't get to do mm-hmm. um that you would have wanted to do like when you're a teen um and so mm-hmm. sometimes there's a you like get connected to like that sort of so i see where like the people like trans women would be connected to like that fashion style as well of just like you know i never got to do this when i was i, I feel like um i was thinking about this halloween was um would have been last a week from when we were recording this uh a week and a day before my happiest like halloween memory ever is when just for like basically like no reason shits and giggles uh this group of four girls were like we need a fifth spice girl and i was like i'll do it and like they had no idea that i wanted to do it because i wanted to explore my femininity um uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but and actually in my yearbook in my high school yearbook there's a picture of me it's most likely to be present and then it's me as baby spice uh, <laughs> and I'm, very proud in retro- I'm very proud of that picture in retrospect um but there is an attachment right to like this like high femininity um mm-hmm. there's some like complicated things with that as well of like um it's sometimes the only way you like avoid being misgendered you try to like hyper feminize mm-hmm. um because it's the easiest way to like present in a way and th- but then you there's complicated feelings about like whether you're fulfilling stereotypes or whatever but i, I see mm-hmm. the attraction to high femininity from like sailor Marin and uh all the the sailors too.
2: So. i have always wanted to be a sailor scout i have always wanted to dress up as one of those one of those girls, and I have yet to, like, really gain the confidence, but maybe maybe one of these days I'll drag myself up and uh <laughs> and uh, get it, slip myself into one of those little skirts. <laughs>
0: what would your sailor... What's your, your sailor what? What do you...
2: Oh, my God, that's such a hard question. Like, I have, like, <laughs> vast... I think... The, I remember my earliest memory of a favorite was probably Sailor Mars, and then it switched to Sailor Jupiter, and it was Jupiter for a, for a while. And then it switched over to Mercury when I was like in, I don't know, high school, co- high school into college. I was like really, really into Sailor Mercury. So I've kind of been like all over the place. So if I had to guess right now, I'd probably say Sailor Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. And, and which one is that? <laughs> sailor Mercury, that's the one, is she in this episode? Um, That was the one, Uh, she is blue. She has blue hair, her sailor oh, okay. outfit is blue. She has water powers. I'm not yeah, sure she was, was in this episode.
1: Just she she briefly, she, I think, like they were like all like studying and like where are yeah, she's the, Moon she's and the, the other smart
2: one? one. She's the the brainiac of the of the bunch.
1: Right, yeah. I'm looking at a picture of her right now. I feel yeah, bad think... in this
0: episode they give they give like who I think is like the character that I like the most in this episode is because they are like, you know, I guess gender non-conforming is how I would refer. We can talk about, you know, the, I, I think in the overall story, there might be a little bit more to, but mm-hmm. sail Uranus. Wow. Way to get stuck with the worst.
1: I hope that in Japan, it's the Uranus is not, doesn't have like the same sort of connotations <laughs> that it does yeah. here in the States. <laughs> it does
2: it. It does it. I think that that's uh, I think that they're, they're in the clear over there. <laughs> okay. But cause I was
1: also thinking that like, if you wanted to, like, more, make more sailors, like, what about the, the, like, queer people were, like, the moons of Uranus, but that just kind of sounds weird.
0: The moons of Uranus? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there, those are, there are, like, things like that, like, um, like at least for, uh, uh for, I, th- I forget in the, or in the manga, if there's, like, a planet that has moons or whatever, then those sort of, like, get manifested in, like, um, in, like, animal followers so i feel like sailor mars has uh two crows that follow her around uh one is named after phobos and the other one is named after debos because like the the other gods of war so there's like there there is like homages to like other celestial uh bodies other than the than the actual planets
1: so there are the moons of uranus in somewhere
2: some, I, I don't, don't quote me, but I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised if it's somewhere deep in the lore. Like there might, there might be like some sort of, you know, uh, allusion to them, but I don't think that it, they ever really play a part in the larger story. No. Is there gotcha. a reason why
0: Sailor Moon is, is the moon, like Earth's moon and not a, plant, a planet? So right.
2: I, I, I think that the story is just that, that that's where the, like the, that's sort of like the center of this universe, right? Like the moon right. is where the, the, the moon kingdom was. And then all of the planets within the solar system um, uh, sort of like protect that. So there, there was supposed to be this union between the moon kingdom and the earth kingdom. And that's where the uh, primary love interest comes between Sailor Moon and um, and Prince Endymion, Endymion or Dar- Darian in the English dub. Um, and so they were supposed to become married And then some uh, negative evil forces attack the Moon Kingdom, um, end up killing almost everybody until Queen Serenity, Sailor Moon's mother, uh, casts one last magic spell, sends all of the Sailor Scouts, including Sailor Moon, back into time, back into Earth for them to be reborn on Earth and then live their lives out until they must be reawakened again. So... I um, I don't think there really isn't any definitive reason why the moon is like the center but that's just what the story is.
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean I guess like Sailor Earth wouldn't be as fun to say either. Yeah.
2: No. It's just yeah. it's just uh, Prince Endymion. he's the I, he's the closest thing to it I guess without the powers.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I I I was like I loved like that um I love that Uranus. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I'm going to be a 12-year-old right now. But I do love that they were just, like, this very, like... Um, gender like non-conforming gender queer person and like i just like like even though you know you could hear like a woman's voice coming out of them it was like you know mm-hmm. animes in animated shows don't always have the same person of the same gender you know an- you know mm-hmm. doing the voices so it was like you know it's plausible this is a guy and then when it's finally revealed it was like yes we got this like hot butch and like her hot like femme girlfriend like mm-hmm. um as part like like canon in this show and that was awesome because i was just like like my eyes just popped the moment that she showed up on screen or they i you know i don't know what pronouns that uh the character uses
2: is she so um the 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 author of the manga Naoko takeuchi um is very clear that um haruka um her name is Horuka in the japanese version and in the english version it's amara um amara slash haruka is definitively female like she is 100 percent female. Um there are other characters later on in the last season that really are like non binary. Like they are they're they, they present themselves as men, then they transform into Sailor Scouts and then they go back to being men and so like you never really know like where they really fall. But for for Sailor Uranus specifically, she is um she is female. Now the really the really strange thing about this was like I said before, this anime sort of really made me become aware of my own queerness. And one of the things that helped that along, I believe, was this really strange dynamic between Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune because I remember seeing episodes before I even had the VHSs for myself. I remember seeing episodes where the two of them would be so flirtatious with one another or they seemed way too close to just not be together. But they would always explain it away as they were cousins. And so I'm like... Okay, so either this is bullshit, and I'm not getting the full picture here, or these are incestuous cousins, because <laughs> these two people are way too close for there to be any other explanation as to why they are, you know, it's just, it's it's very, very strange. And there are quite a few episodes, and not only this one, this one, this one is kind of like where the Sailor Scouts and the rest of the team have to sort of like reckon with the fact that Haruka is definitely female. But in other in other uh, episodes, there are definitely times where Haruka and Michelle will play up the fact that um, Sailor Uranus is like sort of, you know, likes to be like in the in between. Um, there's even an episode where the two of them like enter this love contest as a couple, and the rest of the girls know like what the hell? Why are they doing? This? Are they doing this as a prank? But really, they're really not doing it as a prank because. They actually are lovers, but in the <laughs> English version, they make it seem like they're cousins playing a prank. And it's just so strange because they're like cuddling and about to kiss and everything. And I'm like, this is so strange. Like, so you run the risk of like not exposing kids to a lesbian couple. But on top of that, you're like making us think that these are like kissing cousins. It's so strange. It's so strange. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: quite a few hoops to jump through. Uh, You know, it's and yes. Gay cousins, okay, but (laughs) gay non-cousins, no, no.
0: Incestual cousins, fine, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and like, I just... You go, go ahead. No, you go, you go.
1: Oh, I was just saying, like, I found this article, like, pride.com, like, nine ways Sailor Moon was way gayer than you remember. And yeah, it just, Mm -hmm. like, seeing, like, the show had a, like, ton going on in terms There's like, characters who are, like, canonically genderqueer. It's like... Mm -hmm. Like I don't like because I, I don't know like a lot about Japan. I don't know how gender is you know like different than it is here in the U.S. But it's like I just like cannot even imagine how they went into that and tried to you know translate that to American kids, especially yeah. in the '90s and early
2: 2000s. Yeah, that's what I was saying before. Like, there's in the fourth season, I believe, there is an antagonist that is this. He's a gender queer. I think there's, there's a gay man, and it's like this gender queer. Person that is like, they just, they, I think they pass one off as just strictly female, and then the other one is just a flamboyant man. It's just, that's it. There's, there's, that's it. Like, there's nothing else to it. He's just a flamboyant man. And I think if there's ever a situation where he gets up and drag, they like minimalize it as much as possible. And it's like, you never, like, it's like they only do it just enough for, for there to be raising questions. Even as like a, a nine year old, I'm sitting here watching this, like, something's off but I can't, I don't have the vocabulary for it quite yet, but I know that something is off. I know that I'm being de- lied to. I know that I'm being deceived. And as an adult, it's like, in a way, it's sort of like really um, like self-satisfying to, to know that like, oh, wow, wow. Even at a young age, I knew that this was a little weird. But at the same time, it's like, damn, I really feel like I was robbed of like the actual viewing experience. Because like, as I watch it as an adult, I feel like I'm watching Sailor Moon through like, I feel like someone's pulling, you know, the veil off, and I feel like I'm finally seeing the story. And I kind of wish that I didn't have to wait so long, but comes yeah. the breaks.
1: Yeah, and That's really I know we're talking.
2: Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, I keep sorry. I
1: just keep. I'm just like really just it's like in- like I just love yeah. like even if I don't like a show, I just like love lore of the shows. So yeah. I'm like very excited to just dive into it. But I see there's someone called Fish Eye.
2: Yes, that's what I'm talking about, yep. yep. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, because there's a line in this article that says, this bisexual genderqueer fish is one of the most tragic and interesting villains in Sailor Moon, and I think mm-hmm. that kind of sums up the mm-hmm. kind of show it is.
2: Yep, <laughs> yep. Because I remember, I remember watching, I think I think that for that season, I actually read the anime before I watched the season, um, and I could not tell, what, like, what is the deal with this character? Like, what, what, what is it a girl? Is it a guy? Like, what is it? And, um, or what are they? I should say, what is it? Um, but uh, yeah, the and then I, I, I watched the 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 anime, and they were just trying to pass it off, and I'm like, this is this is not. Mm-mm. I read the books, honey. You can't fool me <laughs> now. Like I'm I'm older now. <laughs>
0: so is the issue that like you know the 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 shows were trying to sort of like you know tiptoe around things and if they had been a bit bit more explicit like that would have been i mean it's interesting like the show is what in in japan it comes out i think this season is like 1994 ish Mm -hmm. and i think the other thing that's like we talk a lot about on the show about whether things hold up is like and when we look at the controversy of things around at the time of that it's so like basic um and whereas like queer people are so you know diverse and complex, like, you know, not, not every transfer is the same or like, Mm -hmm. you know, what's the, you know, the main, the story we normally get of like someone who's, you know, is like typically when we see like, you know, someone like Laverne Cox, it's very easy for us to be like, okay, it was like, you know, a man who transitioned to a woman and then is high femme because like, to me, I guess that sort of makes sense in my brain, but like, I don't know. I just think it's really interesting. And then when you look at the lens of like, it's something that was being given to kids Mm -hmm. from my experience, I mean, I worked with kids a lot in my uh, previous job, and the thing for me in terms of, like, there was always questions about, like, when I was talking with coworkers who were queer about whether we should be talking about whether we're gay or not. Mm-hmm. In my experience, like, kids, like, it's so, they, they get it because it's not like we're, like, need to explain everything about what being gay. We're just being like, uh, you know, I'm a man who loves a man or I'm a woman who loves a woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes there's this, like, controversy that, like, it, it's too complicated for kids when what we really want in terms of representation and for kids to know. I think they, they get it most of the time.
1: Well, that's why we have Steven Universe now. Yes, yeah, I need true. to watch that. Everybody's oh. been saying it's such a good cartoon. I think uh, you you'll like it because it it's not the same as Sailor Moon, obviously, but it definitely like has the same kind of like epic, similar elements. Yeah, like outer space, um, but grounded in Earth, um, with a lot of women loving each other, like yeah. both platonically and romantically.
2: Yeah but yeah but like like you were saying uh grace I, I just feel like this I mean maybe I would not have understood exactly everything that was going on with these characters at that young of an age but I just feel like it's so much more beneficial to just tell me the story and then let mm-hmm. me and then let me deal with what I need to deal with afterwards because I wasn't watching this with anybody it's not like it's not like my mom was watching over my shoulder being like no, that that character is definitely a girl Definitely a girl, you know what I mean? Like there was no one there to to autocorrect. So I feel like if I had just been able to 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 see these characters and their fully fleshed, fully realized selves, then maybe like my own acceptance of myself would have happened a little quicker. I don't know. Maybe I'm putting too much weight obviously it's a it's you know growing up queer has a lot of different facets to it but i just i just feel like representation really matters as we've been talking as we've been saying for quite a while now and just if i had just get, been given like the opportunity to make the discoveries for myself at a younger age like god knows where i would be right now so
0: i think it's really interesting hudson i don't know if you agree i feel like the uh gender identity stuff like is very well done, and the the sexuality stuff is the stuff that's not as well done, which, like, I think in my experience, it's, like, you know, sort of the, like, people come, a lot of the stuff we're looking at from the 90s is, like, people coming out, and now, sort of, like, in the last five, ten years, like, it's about, like, there's more trans acceptance, whereas Mm -hmm. in this show, I think the gender identity stuff is much more powerful. I mean, I guess she's not, she's not trans, I guess, Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Sailor Uranus, but um, it's, I don't know, it's really, you know, interesting gender identity stuff that she's, you know, gender non-conforming.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah you know i think if it like if i think because the show does have very like you know feminine um like out like it like it seems very feminine from you know when you're just like you know women fronted anime and it's targeted towards girls so someone who might be a little bit more butch like and identifying as a girl as a young at a young age might not take to it like myself I never took to it even though i would see it like on you know the saturday morning cartoons when I was a kid but see like if i had my first episode ever when I was like eight years old, was um, seeing Sailor Uranus turn from, you know, this dapper butch into one of the, the sailors, I would probably consider that like my ring of keys moment, which, you know, the moment when you see the first person who represents, you know, something that you identify with that's outside of like heteronormative, um, you know, heterosexuality. Um, so it's kind of a shame that, uh, you know, I probably, you know, lost that to
2: whatever censorship was happening back then. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I mean, but I, 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 I I'm just, I'm, am just so glad that it was like because I think that this season was like one of the first. I think this was the first season that I stumbled upon um, when watching the the show on, tsunami before I had the VHSs, and so I was especially butthurt when I did get the VHSs, and there was no sailor Uranus, no sailor Neptune, no sailor <laughs> Pluto, um, even no sailor Saturn, um, which. The, all of the four of them will like, create a a family unit to like take care of this little baby Sailor Sailor Saturn which you know has this like this whole like two moms storyline as well which was really really cool but um yeah I just I it was a uh, yeah it was it was very eye opening seeing them for the first time definitely
1: yeah like so when you went to the like did you go to like some like uh like video game/import store that like they sold the VHSs for like Twenty dollars a pop or something. I, I think we had so. one of those in my like that. My brother got his um, Dragon Ball Z video cassettes from. <laughs> I, I This was like
2: the 90s though, so it might be a little different. <laughs> I think so. I cannot. It's it's so strange to me that now that I'm looking back on, I cannot remember. I cannot place the store. I can't. Rem- I can't remember the name. I know that that it was in the mall. I know that. <laughs> like I feel like it was like like a Spencer's type store or something like that. Like
1: ah,
2: like I can't. I can't. Quite remember, but I remember like there being other VHSs, anime, comics, stuff like that.
1: Were they like the official ones, or like the like were they like obviously like you know copied onto like a like a VHS tape with like a fan made label?
2: Oh no, no, they were official. They were official, <laughs> oh. like officially uh, American. Because I think the company that did the dubs was called Deek D I C. Um, yeah. So they they came from that from that production company. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. No, my brother was getting like
1: like fan dubbed versions of dragon ball z as well as oh, like no. like oh, no. he got a special thing for a playstation so he could play a gate a, a dragon ball z playstation game that you could not play in the u.s like yeah so that's like my experience with with anime in general
2: oh no no, no. these were these were uh these were official yeah <laughs> oh so they
1: had the censorship like built into them basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, bummer. Mm-hmm. And
2: I'm guessing the, uh, the Hulu is not censored in the same way, or is it? So, okay, so Sailor Moon, so there's the original unedited Japanese version that aired in Japan, right? Then there's the Deke versions, um, that successfully dubbed seasons one, two, three, and four. All the seasons is, like, the last season. Um, and so that was, those were also released in the U.S., um, then in 2014 13, Sailor Moon got revamped and they did a redubbing with a different production company called Viz. and They went ahead and did all of the uh, dubs again, this time without editing out things like you know Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus being together. Um, and then they did all the seasons, so seasons one through six. Uh, mm-hmm. and then on furthermore. I believe in 2016, Sailor Moon Crystal, which is essentially a revamping, or rebooting of the entire series, went into production and was released on Hulu as well. And that has both a uh, English dub and a Japanese dub concurrently with no edits at all. So a revamping mm-hmm. with no edits. So I got the very first English dubbing when I got the VHSs. Mm-hmm.
1: So, it's, so the one that we watched on Hulu is different from what you saw as a kid, is what you're Yes. Saying? You okay. saw, you
2: pro- did you watch it in Japanese or did you watch it in English? English? If you watched it in English, then you got the Viz, the Viz um, English dub, which I've never seen actually, so.
0: Oh. <sighs> That's super interesting.
2: Yeah. So I, I refuse. I can't I can't do it. I'm sorry. I just cannot watch the new English dub. It's just. No, no no yeah no. but then sense. you're
0: but then you're saying that the the original one is is like censored a bit more than like maybe what we saw it is but i've seen
2: huh. but i've seen the it in japanese right. as well so right. i don't you know i know what it's supposed to look like i just <laughs> haven't watched it in english interesting, interesting.
1: yeah like so when, when i first turned on it i was confused and i thought i accidentally got the i was watching the sub one because when i my memories as like a kid maybe these are wrong maybe my brain just filled it in was that the beginning was in english as a kid was that or was that not the case? Like, what do you is mean? the Beginning song. Like, this, the song and, like, all the, like, Japanese text was in English. The version that we Moon. saw,
0: that we watched, it's on, like, I don't know, I watched it on a Canadian service. But mm-hmm. uh, the theme song is all in Japanese. And there's no English, like, writing. On the, like, all the credits and everything, I think, at the beginning are all, like, or whatever text is on the screen is all in Japanese. It's really oh, wow. interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So and I feel like be- I remember it being in English
2: when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. The themes, they have the theme song in English in the original dub, yeah. But in obviously in the Spanish, or Spanish in the Japanese one, it's yeah. I watched
0: the, the Spanish dub, to like, <laughs> you know what everybody else watched. Um, yeah,
1: just double double the confusion.
0: <laughs> so the other thing I read I read in an article and it was about like, queerness in Sailor Moon, and they talk about like Usagi and her like you know stance on sort of queerness and how it sort of evolves over time, which is something we've talked about a lot we'll often see like a character like in the Ellen coming out episode there's a character who is like like "Uh, I don't know like I you know we'll see you know and it seems like maybe that's sort of where they go I think you know to maybe put someone you know the character you know put yourself in the shoes of someone who's watching at home Mm -hmm. um who might be like I don't know how I feel about like homosexuality um but I guess her viewpoints change over the course of the the show so. I mean, so there are definitely, like,
2: as we've seen in this episode, we have seen the girls be attracted to Sailor Uranus True. before True. they even realize that it's a girl. Um, and even after they realize it's a girl, there are other subsequent episodes in which they still are, have this attraction towards, um, towards Sailor Uranus. I believe that there's an episode specifically in between Taylor jupiter and sailor uranus and sailor Jupiter's always sort of like been one of those characters that's like oh is she she's giving a little lesbian vibe is she you know <laughs> is she down with to get down um but most of the time whenever she talks about uh romance it always has to do with a guy but there is a specific episode with her and sailor uranus where they are flirting heavy like sailor <laughs> uranus is like in her face and she is blushed up like totally smitten and so I feel like as time goes on, especially in the last season with um, Sailor Stars, there are – it's just this it's – it's, it's an ever-going conversation about, you know, gender nonconformity, um, sexuality, and things of the like. So, yeah, it's definitely a growing uh, progression for many of the characters, not just Sailor Moon.
0: That's good to know. I mean, yeah. not that I expected it. Like, you know, it's, they just have – a lot of shows we – I think we've talked about talking about or whatever. It's like you know, one character show. You know, like a trans character might appear and then they're like gone. Whereas this is like this is like a main character. Obviously, she's like part of the sailors, so it's it's really cool Mm -hmm. to see. I mean, the episode title. I was I was very worried about this episode. It's called a handsome boy. (laughs) Question. I was quite worried, but it 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 was good.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. I'm like all bogged down in logistics. How old are the sailors supposed to be? Because they were like we're studying for our high school entrance Mm -hmm. exam. Does that mean they're fourteen?
2: Yeah, so they, uh, yeah, they got they got sent back. I think it was like over. I, f- I forget like the ultimate timeline of the whole thing, but yeah, they get they get sent back, um, and we essentially watch them go from middle at all the way up until high school. The at the end of high school, I think, is the the at least the first anime. That's like the time duration.
1: Wow, where's this, like, it's, it's, the fantasy is, like, this, this very, like, sexuality and gender accepting, you know, land they all live in, in, you know, small town where, you know, (laughs) you can be butch, you can be queer, you can be gender
2: nonconforming, and Mm -hmm. no one cares. (laughs) Yeah, no one cares. I mean, uh, Sailor, Sailor Uranus was, like, or Sailor Neptune, actually, was the first Sailor Scout to reawaken. And she, it was a self-awakening. So all the other Sailor Scouts had to have some prodding. Um, but Sailor Uranus, uh, Neptune rather, was the first to reawaken. Um, and she actually would watch Sailor Uranus like live throughout her, what she thought was a normal human life. She would watch her from afar, begin to fall in love with her, and then like finally reawakened her when she was tired of being the only Sailor Scout that was awake. Um, and so that, that's where their romance started, sort, of, start, sort of started to begin. Um, because sailor uranus neptune and pluto were already nuclear as it was the original sailor scouts so sailor moon venus mars jupiter um and mercury those were, were considered the like the main like party like that was those were like her main guardians the four of them and sailor uranus neptune and pluto were supposed to be like the outer rim sailor scouts that would protect the inner rim from any outside invaders and so they were already like even before in their past lives they were already like very very close with one another um and it sort of just you know manifested itself once again in their new life on earth so it's been a long time coming for both <laughs> <and Taylor laughs> and Uranus.
0: well i mean that 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 whole thing you just said is to me speaks like that's like the queer experience for me and the trans experience is like whether you figured out yourself or you have someone, you know, you get some prodding or whatever is like, you know, and then having this awakening moment. Like, eventually, I think... I don't know. For my experience, anyway, of being both like queer and trans, is this like thing? Like you, you know, you have this idea in your head. And you, oh, maybe you know, maybe I'm this way. Maybe and you, and then you sort of rebel against it, and you mm-hmm. you know, you're sort of going through this, the stages of whatever. But like, um, eventually, at some point, you have to be like, okay, yeah, this is me. Like this way, and that that's your like awakening moment, right? So to me, that like I can see why this like totally resonates with uh, with queer folks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was thinking the same exact thing. Like when Amon said, you know, it's like. Uh, their awakenings i was like oh it's that's very apt um for yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for a show like this because you know it's queer already and then <laughs> they're all kind of coming out
0: yeah they come yeah they have like a coming out moment right like so again yeah. i totally get why this resonates with with queer people i you talked about how like it's just like utopia of like you know, queerness that people like, people can come out or express their gender identity in whatever they way they want and not have it. I think that's that probably also is something that like, you know, we talked last week about the only queer media we see a lot of the times when it's like these dramatic stuff is just like, you know, it ends sadly, right? Whereas mm-hmm. like, this is something it's nice to see, like queer happiness on TV, where like, it doesn't end in tragedy, because someone comes out or, or someone coming out, and it's not this like, you know this huge moment or a sad moment or whatever like mm-hmm. you know her kind of like i don't know if she comes out in a way cuz i guess the, i guess probably i guess they do come out as like that they're together um but it's not this like you know s- sad thing it's almost you know i don't know yeah. at least not that's a, how they interpret it
2: there is a really really sad part when um like towards the end of the season actually um because the the entire arc of this season has to do with uh with Sailor Uranus and Neptune looking for talismans that are supposed to prevent the destruction of the earth. Um, they don't really know where they are. They don't know how to find them. They just know that there's something that they have to do. It's like, like, they they can remember only so much from their past lives, and they know that this is something that they have to do. Um, and they know that they're supposed to work alone um, because that's how they've always worked. They've never been a part of the inner rim. And so, Um, they're sort of like the, the inner sailor scouts and the outer ones are kind of like diametrically opposed all season long. Like you guys saw in this episode, like where Uranus and Neptune are trying to take that heart crystal thinking that it might be one of the talismans and the other ones are like, no, give that shit back to that human. Like, what are you doing? Um, and so that's kind of like episode by episode that continues to happen. And so at the very end of the episode, and I'm sorry if I'm spoiling it for anyone, um, (laughs) They realize Sailor Neptune and Uranus realize that the talismans that they've been looking for all along to save the Earth are within themselves, and so they like have like this whole emotional scene where like they can you know confess their love for one another and like how they they know that their ultimate duty is to to to, to save the Messiah who they don't know is Sailor Moon at this point, and they end up like sacrificing themselves, and it's like it's like a whole like queer moment, but yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> mm. I I I keep going back to this, but seriously, like. Like uh, Steven Universe just like very much took notes from Sailor Moon because it is very similar. um A lot of
2: people tell me that they're like, if you like Sailor Moon, I'm all, you'll love Steven Universe. So I really need to get on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, I guess like so they they kind of do. So is that their ending? Like they 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 they've sacrificed themselves for
2: no the... so the thing about sailor moon is there are tons of rebirths and deaths and <laughs> rebirths and deaths and rebirths and deaths and going back in time and going to the future and this that and the third like okay. it's very 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 messy um this is the third season and there are i think six seasons in total or five seasons in total so no this is not the last of them at all no
1: oh that's, that's even true. better it's like you can't even kill off the gay characters
2: in uh nope. yeah. sailor moons nope they live forever. <laughs> uh, is there
0: anything, I think we'll, we'll soon ask the, the age-old question, the question of the pod. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to, to touch on? Anything that we had, we didn't get a chance to speak on? Um,
2: uh, Nothing that really comes to mind other than that, I think that this is definitely a show that people should check out if you are anime lovers. If you are an anime lover, chances are you've probably already seen the show. You don't have to watch the entire season in um in its entirety, like, if you're into that thing, you definitely can. But like I said before, the show is very formulaic. It follows, like, a lot of the same story patterns every episode, um, with very few episodes that actually push the plot forward. So I know that, you know, a lot. people don't have a lot of... Well, people actually do have a lot of time on their hands nowadays, so, yeah, why not?
0: <laughs> Watch Sailor <laughs> yeah. Moon.
2: Watch it all. But, like, if you get bogged down by, like, the monotony of the episode, then by all means look ahead to see when the next plot heavy one is and skip to that one because you don't have to watch every single one but i highly recommend it if you're into fantasy if you're into science fiction if you're into anime if you're into magical girl series if you're just if you just want to watch something silly put it on put on the if you're going to do the english dub do the deke one do not do the viz one the viz one is trash um or do or just watching japanese with subtitles (laughs)
0: if you think you might be trans maybe watch the show yeah trans woman maybe watch it yes you know depending on your feeling be like oh okay yeah yeah yeah. if
1: you have any any nieces or nephews you think might be a little queer you know introduce them you know if they're like 10 or 11 be like hey this is a great show for you Uh, i would definitely
2: i've always said to myself like if i ever have kids i definitely just want to like pop in one of my old vhs's and sit them in front of it and see how they respond to it like see if it'll have like the same effect that it had on me because yeah, yeah I just this this show is just so important to my personal growth and I'm just I love it so much
0: So, I mean the the question we ask every week at the end is uh, does does what we watch? So this Sailor Moon episode does it hold up?
2: so This okay, so I think that this episode in particular does hold up because it is like the reckoning between um, Between the scouts and the rest of the uh, between Michelle and Haruka like oh, this is not a this is not a girl or This is not a guy. This is a girl um, and she's like unequivocally female, but there is some sort of like nonconformity there. So I think in that respect, it does hold up. I will say, in a large scale, there are, the, the censorship really does take away from the story in a lot of ways. Um, that I think that does not is is not very good for research purposes. Of course, go back and see what they've done. Go back and see the types of things that American media deemed you know inappropriate for younger audiences. For that for that reason, sure. But I think, on the in the same breath, the fact that they have redubbed it in English and not cut out those parts, and they've even done Sailor Moon Crystal, which is a revamping of the entire series, and they've, you know, not dubbed out those parts, I think they've really made up a lot of ground that they've lost in the 90s, and therefore I feel like it's still a very, very uh, good piece of queer media. Um, Because on top of that, even if you don't necessarily like the way that the anime shakes out, you can always read the manga and the mangas are not edited. You know, you can't you can't edit that. So um, I think that as a whole, Sailor Moon does hold up. I think that it's a a very good case study on um, queer identity in in anime and uh, in children's media.
1: Yeah, I I agree that it holds up because it is like so refreshing to see a non-issue with, you know, uh, gender nonconformity and their flirtiness and if it wasn't in standard definition i could have you know mistaken it for being something that aired the, like nowadays
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah i i think what i liked about like i think what i liked about the representation of um haruka is that how you would say her name Haruka, yeah. is that like the end of the so a lot of times we're looking at like who like whose viewpoint we're supposed to be viewing stuff from or whatever Haruka at the end is just like, I never, I never told you what my gender identity was. She ne- and it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't like, she said, like uh, she wasn't pretending to be a boy, which is the thing that most like stuff will fall in the, tra- like stuff that doesn't hold up, will fall in the trap of, of like, mm-hmm. she's like pretending to do it for some reason. And that's what she's doing. No, it's just like, that's who she is. That's how she identifies. And all the assumptions that were made on who she is as a person were made by like, sailor moon right mm-hmm. um and so i think and from i like that the sense,
2: response is like oh my god how dumb are we that we didn't yeah. even <laughs> see that <laughs>
0: right right yeah so i think from that perspective that's why i really like it and i think it will hold up because it's not you know some of the tropes we've seen of like trans characterization it's not trickery it's not being sneaky it's like mm-hmm. they made assumptions about people's gender and they're like we never said you know i never said anything so i really like it i totally get why like trans women why lesbians would like Be drawn to the show, and I it was really fun to watch. I'm glad I I have seen an episode of Sailor Moon
1: now. Yeah, and I'm glad that I
0: introduced you
1: to it, that's really
2: awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and thank you so much, Amon, for uh, you know, coming on this week. And um, you know, before we uh get into what we're doing next week, we want to know, you know, uh,
2: where can people find you? What are you up to? You can find me at Amon Adwin on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm kind of like in my little cocoon right now, I've just finished. The long haul, man, I've been I was essentially podcasting for like half a year straight, whether it be Drag Race or Big Brother or whatever. Um, I also do have a Glee podcast that uh, that Grace was on. It's called The Choir Room. We finished the entire series. So if you are a Glee <sighs> fan and you want to watch something or if you want to listen to something as you rewatch Glee, on over to the choir room, available wherever you get your podcasts. We're doing uh, character studies as well. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're finished with that. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for me right now. Cool. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is, this is great. I got to talk about yeah. Sailor Moon today. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, on that note, next
1: week, we will not be talking about Sailor Moon. <laughs> we'll be talking about um, a uh, television show that's a little newer. Uh, it's uh, Community which recently got put back on Netflix. Um, So a lot more people are watching it. And we're specifically talking about an episode from season six called uh, the gay Dean. And um, we're going to probably look into what, uh, you know, the, how his sexuality, the Dean's has uh, evolved throughout the series and not just that one episode, but I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Yeah. The Dean is, is great. A great character. So probably the newest thing, but the most modern thing we're going to be watching. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so you can follow us on twitter at hold up podcast that's 1p um, hold up podcast and also on instagram you can find me on twitter at hi from grace Hudson where can people find you
1: um, I'm an instagram person so non-binary on instagram if you can't spell it it will be on the hold up instagram uh, tagged in there so hold up 1p just like the twitter and uh, that's that's all from us this week alright all right.
0: we'll see you next week <laughs> Bye. Right,
1: bye